With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we are recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, and this is uh, this week's fantasy. Uh, the bi-weekly nature of Raw continues. Uh, this week, uh, the excuse was I was fucking in sleep in bed on Gover. Uh, <laughs> went out last night and uh, got in at 5 a.m. and uh, went to bed and didn't wake up till 4 p.m. And I was like, oh shit, well, that means I haven't got time to record Raw then. Um, then I ended up doing another show, which pushed me back to even later. So, uh, yeah, we're getting started a bit late, but we're going to be here with Clash of the Champions. Um, which is uh, mercifully short. Yes. So, Ish. well, it's your half pay per view thing, isn't it? So, um, right, so yes, we've got uh, DM and JJ on the line. Good evening, everyone. Hello. So yes, um, if I get chance, I'll do one for tomorrow. But otherwise, um, I'll just come along and do week three for next week. And then, obviously, the fact I've got two weeks off work now, woo! Um, which is the reason I could go out last night and I wasn't at work this morning. Um, it means that uh, I should be able to get everything back on track and get WrestleMania done and all that stuff. I'll make sure to take advantage of the uh, two weeks and get everything uh, going because I'm not going out drinking again, thank God. So. So, all right. So, whenever you're ready, DM. Let's start with Clash of the Champions. The following is a special presentation of National Wrestling Alliance Pro Wrestling (NWA). Love it, live it, believe it. Short pay per view. <laughs> oh, the lights shine bright, don't they, Father? And tonight at Clash of the Champions, it's all going to happen. No disqualifications. One on one. One of us is walking out of here, and the other one will be wheeled out, and that I can assure you. Ooh. And I know for a fact you don't have it in you to bust me open. You don't have it in you to hurt me. You don't have it in you to put me down. Just make it easy for all of us and just lay down in the ring and let me pin you one, two, three. Because the longer, the longer you stay in that ring, the longer I'm going to hurt you. Every single heart in the world of professional wrestling is going to bleed, cry, ache, and scream for you to stop as I put you down. Your career comes to an end here tonight, Rick Steamboat. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing you can do about it but accept it. That, that is the damn truth. Richie, I have tried so hard to try to get through to you. I have done everything in my power to try to get through to you. But apparently our match at Starcade wasn't enough. All the counseling, all the words, everything that we have done is all for naught. Tonight, 
Our career isn't going anywhere. Yours will be folded. And unfortunately, your biggest nightmare is going to come true. You'll never have to worry about me again. Because you won't be able to wrestle a day in your life. CM Punk, you may trash the Rhodes name, you may trash the Rhodes heritage, but tonight I get more than a piece of you. And I know you probably have a backup plan to try to escape this match, hide through the ropes, hide under the ring, escape through the crowd, don't worry. You're not leaving this arena, because I'm going to rip you apart. Ric Flair, tonight mm. is Barry Windham's night. Whether you think you can or you can't, it's not going to be an hour. It's not going to be 30 minutes. I'm going to put you away early because it's not going to take one Widowmaker. It's not going to take two. It's not going to take three, four, or five. It's going to just take me beating the crap out of you. And I'll put you down when you've had enough. And just when you're at that point to handing that title belt over, then I'll finish you with the Widowmaker, become champion, and send you packing back to where you belong. Woo! The lights, the sounds, the crowd, the pageantry, everything! Everything is here tonight, and you, Wyndham, the final horseman that come up and try to take the coveted prize! Of the nature boy, Ric Flair. Everyone has tried. So many have failed before you. Men greater than you. You call yourself the cleaner? Well, I'm going to clean you right out of this business. Wyndham, you don't have what it takes to fight me. You don't have what it takes to go up against me. You don't have what it takes to last against me. You want to try to put the nature boy away early? Try it, pal. Because at the end of the night, whether I'm bleeding, whether I have my flesh ripped off, whether I'm just a skeleton, whether I'm dead in the middle of the ring, I will still be <laughs> world heavyweight champion. Yep. And you, my friend, will be just another failure. That used to be a horseman. And now, the National Wrestling Alliance and New Japan Pro Wrestling proudly presents it's going down. The Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Clash of the Champions. Fresh off the heels of Starcade 6 tonight, we have jam-packed matches for you here tonight, folks. I am Roll Matsuno, joining me back on commentary. He joined us at Starcade, he's officially back here tonight, Jesse. The body mentor. Well, I tried to run things the way that I saw fit, but unfortunately, I got a little taken out behind the back. But that's all right, because I'm back on commentary because they needed all the help they could get. I'm fired up tonight. Let's see what we have in store. Tonight, folks, we have title matches galore. We have the United States champion, Bo Dallas, facing off against the ministry opponent, Prince Devitt, defending the FIP title against Tyson Kidd. We have two grudge matches, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. Steamboat versus Steamboat, career for career, loser must leave. And for the world title, Barry Windham versus Ric Flair. 
and it'll be a big one, yes. Absolutely, girl, and I can say that every single match has the intensity to steal the show. The main event maybe for a world title, but I think there's so much rivalry, so much bad blood between all the competitors here tonight. It's going to be an explosive one indeed. And also, folks, we have results of the Dark Matters, in case you missed it. The Demolition and the Bullet Club fought to a no contest here tonight. That match is going to have to be re-signed for Monday Nitro this coming up Monday. Folks, it is going to be one barn burner rematch there. And we've also been told that Sarah Del Rey was able to make Lita tap out on Saturday night. Therefore, Christian and Sarah Del Rey will be facing at our seven-year anniversary spring stampede. Also, in case you missed it, John Morrison defeated the Ultimo Dragon. Sami Zayn was able to put down Kenny Omega. And in one hell of a women's match, folks, it was Natalya defeating Serena from the Bullet Club. So much happening here tonight. We hope you're able to catch those at a later date. Right now, let's take you to the ring for our opening contest. <laughs> Apparently, so does the production team. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, shit. This is going to be a hell of a match. I, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> if Devitt doesn't kill him, it's going to be a hell of a match. Like. <laughs> You know, if Tyson can, can put up a fight, it's going to be a hell of a match. We'll see. <laughs> well, Who knows? Maybe Tyson can do it. Yeah, you never know. I've been doing weird shit lately. Go back to Japan. <laughs> it's already tomorrow over there. Come on. We need a stopwatch on this match. Actually, on a lot of matches tonight. <laughs>
gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall before the FIP World Heavyweight Championship. And we'll follow the rules of full impact. The only way to win is by knockout, oh, what? submission, or pinfall. Oh. Standing over in the white corner, wearing the blue and white. He went in this morning at 226 pounds. Kind of like a hardcore From Calgary, though. Alberta, he is Tyson King. Standing over in the black corner. We're in the black and red. He went in this morning at 211 pounds. Representing the Bullet Club, he comes to us from Bray County, Wicklow, Ireland. He is the defending FIP World Champion, Prince Devin. Yeah. He'll be okay. <laughs> hey, he's got one fan. <laughs> Surrender the title, leaning back against the buckle as Kid would stretch out and stretched his legs. Hearing the bell sound, and away we went. They moved to the center, trading kicks until Kid blocked him in a side headlock, dragging him down. But Devin pushed him off. Kid snapping him with a knee to the ribs, a shot to the back, then a drop kick to the ropes, snapping Devin with a belly to belly suplex. Ooh, he then caught right. with a leg sweep, followed by a quick knee drop. Kid pounced on him, hitting him with right hands, pulling him up and tossed him to the ropes. But Devin with Irish whip, and then Irish whipped him right back, but missed an elbow. Kid dropping him with a neck breaker. He followed two knee drops right into a chin lock. Devin completely out of his game here as he slowly got to his feet, finding three with three elbows, then a kick to the ribs, the side, then the right to the leg, going for the head. But Tyson blocked. Shutting him down, quickly locking him in a half crab. David struggled here, not having the win advantage. He would twist his body, slowly able to snake over and got a hold of the rope. He pulled himself to the outside and would shake his leg out. He obviously didn't seem to expect Kid to leap over the rope and count him with a plancha. Tyson got slammed into the barricade, then back into the ring. Climbing upon the apron and leapt off with another neck breaker. He sized him up and kicked him in the corner, hitting him with haymakers, followed by a hip toss, and then a clothesline. He snapped him up and dropped him with a whirling suplex, catching Devin with a clothesline up and over to the floor. All right. He's on top of his feet. Shaking his head as Tyson would then suicide dive through the ropes, crashing right into him. He would fight in the aisleway, tossing him to the apron. But Derek Irish whipped just in time as Tyson ran chest first and then slammed with a release German suplex upon the floor. He then tossed Tyson into the ring, climbing the top rope and left off with a double foot curb stop, landing right upon his chest cavity. He stood tall and would kick him in the chest right to the corner, kicking him again and again and again, locking the head and began to wrench on him. 
He tosses him hard on the ropes and dropped him with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Quickly locking him in an eagle stretch. Trying to pull those arms apart and stretch out that chest cavity. As he refused to give in, as Devitt would ram his knee over and over again into the neck and spine. He pulled back further, trying to break him. He began to struggle, rising again to his feet. David spinning him around, but Kate went for it and caught up with a surprise with a leaping flatliner DDT. Kid rolled to the ropes, Oof. coughing in wind a little bit, blasting David in the face with a kick. He then quickly would cover. Only got a two. He pulled him up, hitting one big uppercut. Devon firing right back with one of his own. Kid hitting one right back as Devon went ahead, but he pushed him to the corner and would swing. But he missed as Kid punched him hard to the back and kidneys. David missing a back elbow as he was spun around and nailed with haymakers. David eventually would walk and swung, but missed again. Kid hoisting him up on the rope and slammed him with an elevated release German suplex. <laughs> what a move that was as David Rose holding his back. Kid forcibly ramming him into the buckle, hitting to his ribs. But Devin caught him with one good knee to the nose. Charging and caught him with a drop salt right to the face. He rolled to his feet and rose him up. Dropping him with a brain buster. Devin slowly then moved to the top rope. Rising up and leapt off. Nailing a missile drop kick. Kid stumbled to the corner as he was then nailed with a discus drop kick. Devin following up with a clothesline lariat, but he missed. Kid ducking and nailed him with an Owen wheel kick, followed by a flapjack. Nice. Kid dropping him down with a pile driver. Moving into the corner and just watched. Oh, shit. He bided his time and charged in, dropping Devin with an anvil tackle. He grabbed the legs and would lock it in. Devin quickly grabbing the ropes as the raft would break it up. He pushed him back, but Tyson went for him again. Devin nailing him in the face with a boot, breaking his nose, and slowly took his head off with a discus clothesline, quickly locking him in a side headlock. Kid would force himself to his feet and drop Devin with a back suplex. Devin holding his neck as Kid locked him in a front face lock. He wrenched on that neck and spiked him down with a DDT. The ref checking. Devin was still alive. He would pull him up and held him, dropping him with a Davy Boy power slam. Grabbing the legs and would pull Devin to the post, locking the legs around the post and would lock him in a figure four. Ooh, Devin yelled out, trying to get out of it as Kid let go at the count of four. Rolling into the ring and would slam Devin's knees into the canvas. He would then hook him inside of a leg lock, driving the knee into the back of his before latching on another side leg lock. He would wrench and pull upon him. Kid eventually releasing and pulled Devin up. Dropping him with a knee breaker. Followed by an ankle lock. Devin would grab the rope and was able to kick him off. Hobbling up as Kid caught him with a clothesline right to the apron. Kid went to suplex him inside. But Devin blocked and would suplex Kid to the fucking floor. Oh. Oh. The replay showed that about four times as Kid was hurt and hurt bad. Oh, the ref damn. flew down to check on both of them as Devin was the first one up and just pushed Come him on, away. 
He pulled up Ken and just tossed him into the stairs that into the ring. He hobbled on that one good leg and quickly locked him in a clutch. Unable to hold it long due to the pain in his leg. He rolled to the corner, cursing out as Kid pushed himself up to his feet. Devin charging, but Kid snapped him with a capture power slam. Covering. Oh, a sharp toe. Kid was still a little bit groggy after that as he held his back, slowly working to his feet and pulled Devin up. Going for a power bomb, but Devin would punch to his head, landing on his feet, but tweaked the knee. He quickly dropped him with a dragon screw, grabbing the leg and would slingshot Devitt right into the buckle, then slammed him with a sit-out powerbomb, holding him down. Only two. Kid rubbed his nose as he called Devitt up, locking him in a front face lock, trying to wear him down as Devitt just pushed him off. Kid catching him with a running neck breaker. Back off the rope and drop kicked him right in the stomach. Followed by a double underhook suplex. Followed by a reverse chin lock. Devin was able to get his foot up and kicked him in the face. Having that great flexibility. Making it to his feet. And began to strike Kid with haymakers. He tossed him to the buckle. But Kid pulled him in and took his head off with a clothesline. He pulled up Devin and would raise him up and power bombed him again. Grabbing the legs, locking him in, a clover leaf. <laughs> Devin again had grabbed the rope, kicking him off. Rising on the bad leg as Kid would kick to the side of the knee a second time, the third time, placing his leg in the rope and would kick hard to it, dropping Devin with a capture DDT. He rolled to the apron, climbing the top rope, running up the shot, and came off, catching Devin with a neckbreaker from the top rope. He got the rally behind him, Devin holding his neck as he was dropped with another pile driver. Kid now having it as he pushed up to the corner, placing him on the top rope and would climb. He looked for a superplex, but Devin came alive, hitting him with his elbows, then pushed him. He caught his balance and came up with a double foot curb stomp over the back of his head. Oh. Kid's face smashed Damn, his face first it. into the canvas. That is it. Goodbye. <laughs> Good the ref flew to Kid making sure he was okay. Slowly he began no, to push okay. himself up. He was groggy as hell, but he was fine. His nose was mangled as a part of it, and his eye was slightly closed. Oh Devin running God. and punted him clear across the face. <laughs> Oh, he moved to the corner as the ref told him that was enough. This kid would watch as David would watch kids sit up in pain, kicking to the back of his head, knocking him back down. The ref was ready to call it here as kid waved it off. Rolling to his stomach and pushed himself to his knees. David looking at him, getting ready to finish it, rubbing his knee and came at him with the silver bullet. The kid caught him and dropped him down quickly, locking him in the sharpshooter. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Devin yelled out in pain, shooting right through his knee and leg. Kid having it latched on in nice and tight. The pain in his face set it all as he just tried to hold on tightly for as long as he could. Devin reaching for the ropes, but he was way too far off course, trying to fight out of it or at least hang on. Kid pulling back but quickly let go. 
He rolled along the ring, holding his chest, gasping for air. The ref checking upon him as he rose up. He decided to go finish Divinoff once and for all. Who hit him though in with the silver bullet? Damn. Devin rolled to the corner, holding his knee. The referee checking. And called for the bell. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner and still FIP World Champion by knockout, Prince Devitt. A stroke of luck or perhaps genius. King completely forgetting that his chest and ribs have been killing him. Pulling back with the structure of old aggravated in the injury. Gave Devitt just enough time to knock him out as he rolled on the floor. He hobbled a little bit on that leg, but was still a proud champion. Rubbing his knee as he slowly started to make his way to the back. The hobble back standing on the stage, looking at Tid, who was now just starting to wake up, not knowing exactly where he was. Raising his title belt up with yet another victim under his wing. This contest, scheduled for one fall, will be for the NWA United States Championship! Oh, yes! Who <laughs> is he fighting? Oh, this fucker. Dude. This fucker against... It's going to be some triple kid. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be some big collision kid or something. It's going to be Connor. Introducing first. He's fighting Connor. Weighing at 233 pounds, he is NWA's motivational speaker, Bo Callis. It's going to be Kamala, Zach Gowan. Is there a blind wrestler? It's going to be Lex Luger. Somebody who can't do anything. Freaking Ox Baker, some old guy who can't even move, you know. Deadpool Bear. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Bo Dallas, your United States Champion. Now, as your United States Champion, I think it's only fitting that we all please rise, rise up. And yes, everyone, everyone rise up, rise up as we play out our national anthem. He's on America, even though he's American. What's the fuck? Oh, no. We're making it so that we have to do our 
He was stunned as Busha then dropped him with a jawjacker, tackling him to the corner. He would line up his shots and would kick like crazy, tossing him to the other buckle and splashed him with a crossbody. He landed upon the apron and dropped ball with an over-the-rope sunset flip face buster. Rolling up and caught him under the jaw with a kick, sending him to the floor. Ah. Well, he ran over to aid to him. Busha coming up the rope and flew over him, hitting both of them with a spaceman plancha, knocking Bo down. Bobby came over and told him to knock that off as Busha turned sharply and he didn't hightail it out of there. He went right back to Bow and slammed him hard into the steps in the barricade. Tossing him into the ring, he would perch upon the top rope. He would tilt his head and left off with a crossbody. Rolling to his feet and rolls up and coming down with the Falcon Arrow! Covering! Yes! Only two! Oh, he didn't even get the foot on the rope. Booster rolling to the floor now, starting to go fuck after him. He was backing fuck away, yelling that, Yo, I'm only a manager, I'm a manager, I'm a manager, damn it! But he was grabbed around the jacket collar and tossed into the ring. He then quickly tried to slide out of there, but Busa grabbed him, shaking his head no, and would toss Heenan right into Dallas, then slammed him with a body slam, kicking him to the floor. Bo swinging with a clothesline, but he was dropped with a neck breaker. Busa climbed on the top rope and left off with a moonsault. And nailed it! Bo quickly would roll to the floor as Busa went after him, bashing his head into the barricade, then clotheslined him into the crowd. Busa would then pull apart and would hammer to his head, pulling him back into the ring, climbing up the top and caught ball with a missile drop kick. He was back on the apron and took a kick right to the jaw and was sent down, turning as Bo was in the corner, charging and caught him with a drop kick and a bulldog off the road. Busa was up. Raising his arm, waiting and blasting Bo with a super kick to the face, knocking him again to the floor. Bo would start to crawl away up the ramp, but Busa didn't let him get far, grabbing him by the hair and just tossing him into the ring. Ready to finish this as Bo pulled him up, having a groggy look in his eyes. Busa turning him around and rose him up and dropped him with a brain buster. Goodbye. It was over now as he went for the pin. But he didn't get in with the U.S. title. He charged in, but Busa kicked him in the ribs and sent him to the floor. Busa then got a hold of the title belt, turning and bashed Bo over the head Uh, with uh, it. uh, 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 Fuck you and your fuck. The match was tossed out of Bo. Busa didn't seem to care. Pulling Bo up and would drop him again with a brain buster. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this bout and a result of a disqualification and still NWA United States Champion, Bo Dallas. Busa just did not seem to care. Rolling out of the ring, angry over what had occurred. Dallas retaining the belt tonight only because Busa allowed him to as he was knocked out on the floor. Busa slowly making his way up the ramp, standing upon the stage and now this wasn't over by a long shot. Get prepared for the next match.
going home early. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this contest kettle for one fall will have a 20-minute time limit. All right, Cody. Introducing Surge of Marion, Georgia. Keeps it sexy to fill up. 125 pounds. Cody. And he grows. Is this on? Yeah, fuck time. no. Things, fuck you. Things here. All right, yeah. Oh, hi there, Cody. <laughs> yeah, it's me, CM Punk, the best. Why, why, why aren't you wrestling? Why aren't you wrestling? Have a match tonight, it's but Punk, he's not going to wrestle. Seeing as how I'm a free agent now, I don't do house pay-per-views. And see... I believe we had a deal that you people have to pay to see me. My going rate is $10,000 per appearance, and while this pay-per-view is going to make $10,000, you can't afford me, you're not going to get the fight, Cody Rhodes. You're on your own tonight. Oh, my God. I'm actually getting ready to watch a hockey game right now, so I'm going to leave you with this. You're not going away empty-handed because I spoke to my attorney, David Otunga. He made sure that all the legalities are clean. And he's taking care of everything. So enjoy your opponent tonight. This is not legal. This can't be legal. I don't care what kind of lawyer David Otunga is. I paid for punk, damn it. Fuck you, Phil. Fuck you. Go and break your fucking body going off. <laughs> hey, she's yours. He would punch at him and punch at him and kick at him. Rusev hoisting him up and just tossed him, then dropped him down on the floor. Stomp on him and blasted his head into the post, tossing him into the ring. Then he went out loud, blasting him with a kick to the jaw. He's going to pull him up and would slam him into the buckle, then set him on top, coming down with a superplex. 
Rusev officially heard the bell ring as he dropped Cody with a body splash, then tossed him out of the ring. He then went to clothesline him and then clobbered him upon his back. He would ram him into the post, then bystander him upon the floor. Rolling inside as the ref began the count. Cody was just able to make it in at the count of eight. Rusev caught him with a kick to the chest, followed by heavy headbutts to the corner. He tossed him to the other side and would splash him, raising him up and slammed him with a dominator slam. He stomped upon his back, dropping a few elbows that went for the accolade. Cody sliding away and climbed upon his back, locking in a sleeper, all of it to be tossed off. Cody rising and got a kick to the chest and got sent to the outside. Rusev would slide after him and would stop upon him, tossing him with great ease into the barricade, charging in, but Cody sidestepped as Rusev crashed into the barricade. Those of watch him bounce off and stumble, catching him with the drop toe hold, head first into the stairs. He would stop upon him and hit to his back, trying to bash his head into him. But Rusev blocked and would drop Cody's head into them, going for a kick. But he missed as he accidentally kicked the steel post. He hobbled and his ankle hurt. Cody leaping off the barricade and kicked him across the head with a disaster kick. That stunned him long enough as he grabbed him and dropped him with the crossroads, hitting the side of the stairs. Cody quickly rolled into the ring. Rusev in a bit of a daze as Otunga just barely got him inside. Cody kicking to him and caught him with a drop kick to the ropes. Going after him. But Rusev caught him with a knee lift to the face. Followed by a release back suplex. He rolled up in a rage. Going with the dominator again. As Cody slipped behind him and caught him with an insecurity over the back of the head. He would then unload with bionic elbows. Coming off the rope. But he was caught and slammed with a press power slam. Rusev then leaned against the rope and dropped down with a body splash, turning him over and would apply the accolade. But he would kick with his feet, trying to get out of this hold, shaking his head, refusing to tap out here. But he was fading very fast. Rusev losing patience and would stop upon his back. Driving him back up and slammed him with a running power slam. He would move over to the top rope, slowly climbing and look for yet another high angle splash. Leaping, but he missed. Cody got to his feet, catching him with a drop kick and then another. Avoiding a clothesline, then caught him with a running bionic elbow. Rusev up on the ropes as Cody charged him with a crossbody as both of them went up and over. Cody was up first and he would strike to his head. Otunga coming over, yelling at him. Cody just completely ignored him, pulling Rusev up, who surprised him by hoisting him up and just tossed him back first into the steel post, followed by a Siberian backdrop upon the ramp. Oh. <laughs> roll into the ring as the referee began to count. Cody slowly starting to move at the count of six, crawling to the apron at seven, pulling himself up at eight. Rusev trying to pull him back in the hard way, but Rhodes caught him with a rope guillotine, quickly climbing the top rope and left off, hitting him with a double axe. He slid under a clothesline, then hit him with a clam up in Seguri, stopping on his foot and would hit to his head. 
This level just pushed him away as Rosewood drop kicked the knee. Going for a DDT, but it was just dumped over. Cody, though, using the momentum, coming off the rope with a clothesline. Only to be captured with a black hole. No, Rhodes carried that into a DDT. Ooh, nice. He rose up as Rusev was up and stunned, having no idea where he was as Cody caught him from behind, going for the crossroads. But Rusev hoisted him up and slammed him with an awkward pile driver. Cody held his head as he was blasted with a kick to the jaw as he was then locked within the accolade. Rusev would pull back hard as Cody was just out, not moving since the pile driver. As the referee made a judgment call and rang the bell. Oh, fuck you. What? What? Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner by order of the referee stoppage. He's fucking rare. What the fuck? That the fucker's tight. Not a very popular decision. Rusev, though, had Cody Rhodes beat. The referee had no choice but to stop him. Otunga was able to get him to pull off as the Siberian Bull just shook up and down, screaming out a war cry of victory as the young Rhodes was down and out. Slowly, they would start to leave the ring as Cody was still knocked out. Another official coming down with some smelling salts to try to revive him as this was definitely not the end result that he wanted. Rusev standing up on the stage, howling out that he was victor. Otunga had said it was all legal. Had prepared for the next match. Ladies and gentlemen, I am James J. Dillon, the general manager of the NWA and Monday Nitro. Now it has come to my attention that several of you fans are rather upset by the fact that the CM Punk Pinwood match did not take place because CM Punk decided to not show up for some bogus reasons. So therefore, I have decided that tomorrow night on Monday Nitro, CM Punk is going to have his match against Cody Rhodes. And if by some chance CM Punk does not appear on Monday Nitro and face Cody Rhodes in one-on-one action for some bogus measure, some bogus reason, or just chooses not to show up, not only will CM Punk no longer be employed with the National Wrestling Alliance, he will be in breach of contract and will be unable to participate in any other federation wrestling organization or fighting establishment until his duties and priorities are met therein. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please enjoy the rest of the show. Yes, JJ. Yes. You're the JJ, honey. Oh, what is oh, what is this?
Mm. All right, then. Someone's coming in. Wonder who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall. No disqualifications. Oh, it's going to be the violent. loser of the match must leave the company. Who's going up for trade? This is what we bought him for the show for. Trade? No, he's gone. Someone's gone. This, there will be no trade. He will be released. <laughs> oh, Introducing okay. So if Ricky Steamboat gets fired here, me and Jade have to fight over him. Oh, but she had jumped the gun, hitting Ricky from behind with a baton, hitting him over the back and uh, ribs with it. He pulls the ringside and bashes his head into the post. He would raise the baton up, laughing a little bit, would hit a button as it would start to snap and flicker. Oh my god. Oh, she revealed Jesus it to be Christ. a stunning baton and began to zap Steamboat with it. Send Schultz will through his body as he will continue to hit him with it and zap him for good measure. Taking great pride in this as the match hadn't even started. Starting to choke him with a baton and slammed his head into the stairs. But you would walk around hearing the fans as he would grab Ricky and body slam them down. Shocking him again with the baton. Pulling away. Then got an idea. He'd slowly well, walk Ricky over to the Smiling at him and would take his glass of water. And would slowly pour it down upon Steamboat. Oh my god. He was now nice and saturated. Raising the baton up yeah. and brought it down. Shocking the shit out of him. Wish it would grin as the baton shorted out after that. He then went for another weapon. Going out of the ring and would find a utility wrench. He would swing and hit Steve over the back of the head. He pulled him up and would slam him into the barricade. Slapping him over the mouth saying this was all his fault. And then clotheslined him over. Rev tried to get the match to officially start as Mucci pushed fans aside, getting a hold of a wooden oh folding chair God. and clocked Steamboat over the head with it, then smashed it over his back, sending him back to ringside. He wasn't done, that was for sure, as he started to remove the protective padding from the floor, exposing the concrete as he would grin from ear to ear. He pulled Ricky over. Stroking him along his head, locked him in, and dropped him with a DDT. The loud smack was heard as Richie had a sick smile upon his face, pulling Ricky up and tossing him into the ring, taking a small walk around the ring before climbing up upon the top rope, sitting there almost like a spider, waiting as he would leap off. Ricky then slowly pulling himself off, and we got dropped with a tornado DDT. Richie would then quickly cover him. Only two. He rose looking around and would remove the turnbuckle pad, tossing it to the floor and would pull up Ricky, bashing his head into it again, and then a third time. He turned around and would mount him upon the canvas and would start to punch heavily to him. He rolled to the corner and would drop him with a crossbody. 
We roll to the outside, getting all of a steel chair. Rolling back inside, calling Ricky up and blasting him over the spine. Again. And again. Dropping it down as he would pull him up. Slamming him with a DDT right upon the chair. He kicked him over, covering. Again, only two. She goes up violently, pushing the referee in the corner, screaming at him to count to three. He turned around and would kick and stomp upon him, pushing Steve out to the corner and would hammer away with him, actually starting to choke him with his bare hands. <laughs> and then toss him to the other buckle and would catch him with a drop kick. Ricky stumbling out as Richie picked up the chair and cracked it over his back. He rose it up, looking to finish him off, and then looked over. Dropping the chair down, I would quickly roll to the floor, going right for the timekeeper, and then clocked him with a left hook. Timekeeper was down as then Richie stole the ring bell. Slowly rolling into the ring with the bell in hand, as he would then run and bash Ricky over the head with it. He knocked him out cold as he climbed up the top rope. And he knew exactly what he was going to do here. He would slowly grin as he rose it up. Shades of Macho Man Randy Savage having the bell in hand. He would then leap off with the bell, aiming for his throat. And miss. Oh, good. He crashed and burned, shaking his hands, not realizing that the dragon was awake and rose up slowly. Gucci turning right into a chop, another chop, a third chop, and then a suplex. Ricky was fired up and caught him with a drop kick, an arm drag, then a headlock takedown, squeezing on his head to keep him down. Ricky slowly rose and pushed him off, spinning at him, and that got him a straight punch to the face. Ricky would stumble through the ropes to the floor, not expecting that at all, as Ricky went to the outside, surprising him with a clothesline, and would toss him right into the ring. Ricky quickly grabbing a hold of the ring bell and dropped it over the back of Ricky's head upon re-entry. Oh. He would hit to the back of his head and neck again, bashing his head into the canvas. He hit firmly to the back of his head a third time, pulling him up and drilled him with a pile driver. He would grab the ring bell and would slowly climb up the top rope, leaping off and connected right against his throat! Oh. Ricky rolled, holding his throat, trying to breathe, as Richie would rip the hammer from the string, raising him up and aim for his head, but Ricky was able to kick him away, rolling to the outside to try and get a little bit of distance. Richie went after him with the hammer in hand as Steve-O would block, kicking him in the ribs and sent him back first into the apron. That body slammed him down. That bought him a little bit of time as he got some distance and would roll into the ring, trying to get air in his throat as Richie rolled in. He pushed him to the corner and would fire off right hands over and over again. Ricky, though, blocking his started to strike back. He kicked him in the ribs, but he was back body dropped over. Ricky coming off the rope and clotheslined him down. Climbing off the top rope and dove and caught him with a missile drop kick. He then went to the outside, going under the ring and pulled out a kendo stick. He would spin it around and would slide <laughs> back inside. 
making a motion with the net would swing as Steve ducked and caught him with a kick to the jaw. That was a bit of desperation as he was able to get a hold of the stick and cracked it over Richie's head. Yeah. He hit him over the back, the legs, yeah. the ribs, the back, trying to hit him wherever he could as Richie hightailed it out of there, heading up the ramp. Ricky wasn't going to let him get far now. Ricky would follow, but got kicked in the ribs and got slammed into the barricade. Ricky would have hit him right back to the ringside and slammed him back first into the post. Getting a hold of the kendo stick and would move behind the post. Starting to strangle Ricky between the stick and the post. Pulling back hard until the stick snapped in two. He threw the pieces away. Picking up the baton, trying to get it to work, smacking it against the stairs, and just clocked him over the back of the head, knocking Steamboat down. <laughs> he would grin at his handiwork, pulling him up and toss him into the ring, but laid his head over the apron and would slowly climb up the top rope. He would raise the baton up and came down, cracking it over the back of his head, which dangled over the apron. Oh, Ricky snapped into the ring, kicking in agony as Richie slowly crawled in, having the baton in his hand, spinning it some and would drop it over his head. And then again, locking him in a chin lock and would start to choke him with the baton, yelling at him to give up. Ricky was stuck in this hole for what seemed like to be an eternity. The referee had a judgment call here, but Ricky told him not to fire it off, you, not rest. to toss the match out, not to ring the bell. Suffering not, not through this entire thing, his face turning a shade of red as Ricky knew that he had it now. Slowly pulling him up and tossed him with a release, throat choke bomb. He grabbed the referee's belt and just ripped it off. He would tie his wrist to the rope and nod at the very best he could. He would then start to beat along his back with the baton, almost like a police officer, tossing it away and get a hold of the steel chair instead. He would slam it down upon the canvas and then cracked it hard over Ricky's back. He would hit again and again. dropped the chair down, pulling Steve-On up and dropped up with a DDT right upon it. He would then move over to cover, hooking the leg. Again, only two. Richie rose and slid to the floor, walking around yelling at himself as to what he had to do. Not having a clue as he searched around the ring for something, anything. Getting a hold of another kendo stick. He rolled into the ring and would come down with it, hitting the canvas as Ricky rolled out of the way. He caught Richie with a drop kick and a capture suplex. This bought him a little bit of time as Steamboat got a hold of the stick. Swinging, but he missed. Richie catching him with a kick to the chest of the buckle. Grabbing the stick himself and swung him. But he missed as Ricky dropped him with a headlock takedown. <laughs> Richie would then hit him over the head to break out. Swinging, but Ricky caught him on the belly to belly suplex and then another drop kick. Getting a hold of the kendo stick now. Tossing it to Richie, then blasting him in the jaw with a kick. 
Yeah. He then dropped him with a back body drop. Going for him. But Richie quickly nailed him in the ribs with the stink. Dropping him down and cracked it over his back. Mm. He would slowly move to the top rope. Climbing up with a stick in hand. He knew that he had it now. He would leap off. But Steve O'Connor caught him in the ribs with the steel chair. Ah. What a hell of a jab shot. His ribs had to have been smashed at that point. Richie holding his ribs, coughing in agony as Ricky slowly stood up. Holding the chair in his hand as Richie ah, turned, you, you holding shit. up his hands. As Ricky then cracked it over his head. Oh, that is it. Richie rolled to the outside, holding his head. Now he's expecting his father to hit him with a chair. Ricky grabbing him and just tossed him back inside. Richie would roll, trying to get away, as Ricky again tossed him back into the ring as he fell over, holding his hands out, yelling, No, Daddy, no! Begging for absolute mercy. Ricky would then drop the chair by his feet and dared him. He would then slowly turn his back to him as Richie would grab the chair. Trying to see if this was some kind of a trick. He then picked it up, though, and swung. But Ricky would sidestep, kicking him in the ribs, locking the arms, and dropped him with the Dragon Lock DDT. Ooh. He would kick the chair to the outside and would cover. Goodbye. Oh, oh, shit. Ricky, the dragon, Steve-O. The father-son saga finally came to an end. Richie Steve-O, probably not worse for wear, was now out of a job. Ricky sliding out of the ring, holding his back and ribs, but knew that he was victorious, and he could still say he was employed. He would look into the ring, shaking his head, knowing he didn't want to do what he had to do tonight. But he had to put his son down for good, slowly making his way up the ramp as the fans would cheer his name. Richie slowly laying in the ring, holding his head in disgrace. Holding his head, wondering what exactly happened. He had all of the pieces of the puzzle here tonight. No disqualification. He jumped Ricky Steamboat. He hit him with everything he could. And still, he lost the match. Little by little, it all started to sink in. Starting to sink in that his career was over. And then somberly exit the ring. Head lowered and began up the ramp, absolutely ignoring the fans that were screaming at him, waving goodbye to him. Where Richie went from here was anyone's guess. And now he was out of a job and out. The NWA. Bye bye. You had a nice run. Just to get fired at a house pay per view. Just to wrestle two matches. <laughs> well, that's more than he did in my company, so. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall is our main event. 
of the evening. Yay, I guess. In this contest, get off for one fall. We'll have a one-hour time limit. Standing over in the left corner, he comes to us from Texas, weighing in at 246 pounds. He is Barry the Widowmaker. His opponent, standing over in the right corner. He comes to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Weighing in at 256 pounds, he is the reigning world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Rick. Yeah, he's winning. title over to the ref, stretching in his classic green tights, walking to the center of the ring as he would put the bad mouth on Wyndham, giving him a shove as Wyndham shoved Flair through the ropes to the floor. <laughs> Flair didn't expect that as the referee called for the bell. He ran out of the ring and just slapped him over the face. 
when they would fire back with right hands at the corner, finding a way and tossing to the other buckle, connecting with a body splash. He tossed him back to the other and splashed him again. They're stumbling out and just crashed down. When they're pulling him up by the hair and bash his head into the buckle, they would toss him to the ropes, dropping him with a whirling side slam, stopping Flair in the corner and continued to stomp. He grabbed Flair by the hair and just flung him across the ring, blasting him with a running elbow when the gorilla pressed him up, sending him down, then caught him with a wind and knee lift, followed by a clothesline up and over to the floor. When they went right for Flair, punching him hard over the head over and over again, bashing his head into the steel stairs, then right into the post. Flair just trying to get away as Wyndham slammed him with a body slam on the ramp. Moving over to the top portion of the stairs and would remove them. He would then drag Flair over and oh, rose him up and came down one over the stairs with a pile driver. The ref went to check on Flair, but he was pushed away. Wyndham tossing him into the ring as Flair was backing away. He held his hands out as he was cut over the head. Wyndham pushing him to the corner and would continue to Typical hit Flair. over his head. Tossing him out of the corner with a hip toss. Pulling him up by the hair and just bashed his head into the buckle. He would set him on top and came off with a super back suplex. Flair ah. rolled to the floor, getting a hold of a chair as Wyndham went right after him. Blocking the attempted chair shot and kicked Flair in the ribs. Sending him right back inside. Avoiding the attempted elbow, then locked Flair in a sleeper, followed by a suplex. This climbed upon the apron, causing a distraction. Wyndham charging and nailed Flair with yet another knee lift right into a neck breaker. He moved to a corner and waited, going right for Flair, who quickly rolled to the outside and started to walk away. <sighs> Wyndham would then reach over and grab him by the hair and just tossed him back inside. Climbing the apron as Liz got a hold of his ankle, trying to pull him down. Wyndham just kicking her off and got back into the ring, taking a cheap shot from Flair, which didn't do anything. <laughs> Flair would hold his hands up, begging him as Wyndham just cold-cocked him in the face. Another haymaker. Flair missing a punch and was dropped with an atomic drop into the buckle. Wyndham would splash into him, then place him on the top rope. Climbing up and dropped him with a superplex. Flair held his back trying to get out of there, but Wyndham dragged him back inside. Jumping him with another suplex and then a body slam. Stomping on his head and would melt him. Starting a punch to his head to split that wound open. He tossed Flair hard and would flip over the buckle. Running along the apron and got his head taken off with a clothesline. Rolling to the outside. Wyndham knew he had it as he tossed Flair right back into the ring, dragging him up and kicked him in the ribs, raising him up and slammed him with a powerbomb. He then called for it, knowing Flair was done, pulling him up and took his head off with a standing Widowmaker clothesline. He then covered. But Liz had the ref distracted. Yep. Wyndham rose and would grab Liz and placed a kiss right upon her lips and sent her to the floor. Absolutely disgusted, she washed her mouth with mouthwash. Wyndham going after Flair, who dropped him with a toehold right into an exposed buckle. Wyndham held his head as the ref went to see what happened. 
Flair rising up and began to slug away at Wyndham, pushing him to the corner and would start hitting him with right hands. He would then lean over and bit to his head as the camera zoomed in and saw that Wyndham was bleeding and badly. Blood trickling down his face as Flair would then bash his skull into the buckle. Wyndham getting close line to the floor as Flair would entertain the referee. Liz on the outside would take liberties with Wyndham, stomping right into the wound with her heels. Flair then went to the floor, grabbing Wyndham and would slam his head into the stairs, grinding it, then would slam it into the barricade. Starting to remove the protective padding, pulling Wyndham over, and Pyle drove his skull into the concrete. Ooh. Rep oh, would check on him as Flair just pushed him away, saying, here's a horseman, he can take it. As he would then slam his head into the announcer's table. And then the steel post. Flair rolling into the ring. As Wyndham slowly began to rise. Pulling himself back into the ring. As Flair would stop and drop him with a slam. Wedging the boot right into the skull. Flair would drop elbows and locked him in a chin lock. The camera showing that Wyndham was cut real deep. And was fading fast. Having to use reserves to stand up and push Flair off. Swinging wildly as Flair caught him over the head that would headbutt him. Chopping him to the corner would focus upon that head. William just pushing him but was caught with a headlock takedown. Flair held him down and would punch to his skull. Wyndham rising and pushed him off. But Flair chop blocked the knee. He would drop knee breakers and leg locks. Pulling Wyndham's legs to the post. Locking them. But he was kicked off into the barricade. He held his back as Wyndham rolled to the outside. A little bit loopy and groggy, but he said the hell with it. Going right to Flair as they would engage in fisticuffs. Flair missing a punch as Wyndham kicked him in the ribs and just powerbombed him through the announce table. Ooh. Wyndham definitely needed a moment after that as Flair was laid out. Liz coming over to try and help him. As the ref even walked over and would check on him. The replay would show that about four or five times. Wyndham just hoisting Flair with great strength and powerbombing through the table. Paramedics coming down to try to get Flair on a stretcher. As they would slowly pick him up and start to wheel him. But Wyndham had stopped them. He told the EMTs to get the hell away, yeah. grabbing Flair and just pushed him off the stretcher and then bashed him over the back and skull with the backboard. Oh. He would toss him right into the ring. Flair trying to get out of there as Wyndham dragged him up by the hair, tossing him hard to the ropes and slammed him with a spine buster. Mm. He hobbled on that knee as he would grab Flair by the legs, slingshot him right into the post. Flair would spin around and flop down as he was busted even further. Wyndham pulled him up and then dropped him with an elevated suplex. Moving to the top rope and began to climb. He would measure Flair and left off, dropping him with a double axe, but then dropped, holding his knee. He tried to shake it out as Flair slid to the outside, almost trying to go into hiding. Wyndham going after him, it was rammed knee first into the stairs. He would kick at the bad knee and slam it into the stairs, pulling them up and slam them down hard upon Wyndham's knee. 
He pulled away, holding his knee in pain. Flair tossing him into the ring, and we continue to just punish that knee of his. Locking him on a side leg lock to add more pressure. Making sure to grab the rope when he could. Flair would let go as Wyndham rolled, holding his knee. First stumbling upon him and would push him to the corner. Kicking at him and rammed his knee into the face. He pulled him up and would attack his knee and head. Tossed him to the other buckle and slammed him with a follow-up suplex. He would woo out and would continue to stomp on him. Kicking Wyndham to the floor. Not seeming to mind at all. He would go for a little walk as he forced Wyndham to push himself up and slide back into the ring. Flair would jump on him, hit into his head and push him to the corner. Hitting against his skull, climbing up and begin to punch over his head. His fist would get nice and bloody after a moment, but that was a bad idea. Wyndham grabbing him by the hips and slammed him with a running sit-out powerbomb. Oh, damn. Slowly Wyndham rose as Flair tried to escape. Liz patting him on the back, talking to him, and was starting to move him up the ramp. Wyndham, though, would chase after him and hit him from behind, tossing him right back into the ring and went for him. Flair going for a cheap shot, but Wyndham blocked. He would push him hard to the buckle, slamming him with a back body drop. Wyndham would then hit him with a knee to the ribs, followed by a gut wrench powerbomb, knowing Flair didn't have much left in the tank. Lining up the shot and swung. But Flair got behind him and dropped him with a German suplex. He would then grab with the legs, spinning around, and would lock in the figure four. He would roll out, walking back and forth. Wouldn't trying to fight out of it. The pain was just shooting up his leg. He reached for the rope, but he was a long way away. Blood trickling down his head onto the canvas as Flair nodded his head, yes, knowing he would pass out from the pain. Wyndham refused to tap, reaching for the ropes again, but he couldn't move an inch. Flair having it perfectly in place as he would walk back and forth. Wyndham down upon his back, but then shot right back up, trying to stay alive. Flair yelled at him that he had this one for good as Liz from the floor yelled at him to just tap out and quit. Wyndham would start to sit up, using his strength to pull Flair the best he could, reaching over, and got his hand on the rope. Liz, however, reached through the ropes and would start to rake at the eyes. The hole would break as the referee kicked at her and would eject Liz from the bout. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of pulling in for protested as he left the ring and screamed at her to leave. The hold already breaking, but Flair reached into his tights, pulling out a pair of knucks, and would slide them on. Liz was keeping the referee distracted, trying to get back into the ring. As Flair was on his feet, he was then smirk and grinned, waiting as he swung. But he missed as Barry took his head off with the Widowmaker! Oh. Flair was down for the count as Wyndham covered. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Count to tomorrow. It was over. Uh. An extra official came down to the ring, pulling Liz away as the referee slid quickly back inside, covering. Only two. Yep. Too much time had went past as Wyndham slowly pulled himself up. Hopping on the leg as he pulled Flair to his feet. 
pushing him to the ropes and tossed him hard. Catching him with a back elbow, followed by an elevated back suplex. Flair pushed back to the corner as Wyndham rammed into him, hitting him with forearms over and over again. Sending Flair on the top rope and began to climb. He locked him in place, but Flair, like a rabid gentleman, would bite to his head and would headbutt him. Wyndham headbutting right back and then dropped Flair with a superplex. Flair landed hard, rolling to the floor and started to take a walk. He had enough of this as Wyndham went after him, grabbing him by the head and then slammed it right into the staging. Both of them hitting haymakers, punching each other back and forth. When Flair went in the exchange with a poke to the eye and then body slammed Wyndham down. He would hold his back as he would kick up one of the stage lights, pulling and tearing it off. He had a good hold of it and went for Wyndham, who picked him up and dropped him with a spine buster upon the stage. He pulled Flair up and just dragged him by the hair back to ringside, tossing him into the ring as Flair pulled himself to the ropes. He dragged himself up as Wyndham kicked him in the ribs, pulling him to the center of the ring and rose him up for a powerbomb. Flair hitting him once over the head with a loaded fist. He landed upon Wyndham and quickly got rid of the knocks. Flair swinging himself around, covering Wyndham. Only two. He rolled off, pissed off, moving to the outside and got a hold of a steel chair. He slid into the ring as the ref pushed him back, pulling the chair for him. But Flair just shoved him on his ass. He picked up the chair, turning and swung, but he missed as Wyndham caught him with the Widowmaker clothesline. That was it for sure as Wyndham would just crawl over, covering Flair. Oh, only two. Somehow, some way, Flair was able to kick out, and Wyndham couldn't believe that one himself. He would rise up slowly, asking the ref if he was sure, knowing he had to go for another. He leaned in the corner and would wait. Flair rising up groggy and tired. His hair a deep shade of crimson as his chest was splattered. When I'm looking all that, not much better, as he went in for Flair, who kicked him in the knee and quickly dropped him with a DDT. He moved to his legs and grabbed a hold, going with a figure four. But Wyndham kicked him off to the buckle. Flair smacking into it as Wyndham charged in. But Flair rolled away, exposing the buckle. But Wyndham stopped in his tracks, knowing that tactic too well and sharply turned, missing the clothesline as Flair grabbed him on a schoolboy, holding the tights. That's it. Definitely a bloody one indeed. Flair laying on the floor on the outside as he was done for the night. Wyndham arguing with the ref and his tights were pulled. But you couldn't call what you couldn't see. Liz quickly rushing down and escorted Flair to the back with a towel in hand. Dabbing the wound as Flair obviously was going to need stitches. Tonight, he was still world champion. Moving out to the crowd saying he knew Wyndham couldn't do it. And he proved to the world that out of all the horsemen, he was king. As the show 
would fade to black. Fucking bastard. <laughs> Fucking black. <laughs> So with that said, let's get into thoughts. All right. Well, it opens up with the F. We get a whole bunch of fucking dark match results. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yay. Uh, the op- match opens. The show opens up with Tyson Kidd versus Prince Devon for the FIP title. Uh, the rules are: it's pinfall, submission, or knockout. So kind of MMA style. Uh, if you you know you beat him up with a fucking chair, well. Mm. You know, that's not cool. Uh, Kid holds his own for a little while, uh, but Devitt focused on the ribs early on. And that came into play because he went for the sharpshooter. You lean back. Oh, shit. Can't breathe. Silver bullet. And you're fucked up. Devitt retains. Yeah. They, they, this was a great opener. Great fast-paced way to start the show. Um, Tyson really held his own for a long time. He was giving handing it Devitt his ass. But, of course, Devitt then found his opening. Continued to beat the shit out of him until he knocked him out. Uh, silver bullet always will do it. Uh, he's kind of inherited that from Takamichi as being the knockout guy at the, with the FIP division. And, uh, yeah, Tyson, sorry, kid, but you ain't up to the challenge of the bullet club. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a hell of an opener. Uh, best match you could have chosen to open the show. Um, Tyson got more offense than I thought. I thought, I thought Devitt might just, you know, run through him like a buzzsaw, kill him, continue uh, kind of what he's been doing. But no, Tyson put up a fight, and I get the sense that this is leading towards uh, maybe a rematch down the line. I get the sense uh, Tyson's going to be more of a single star uh, in the coming months. Yeah, we get the second match on the card, which is Bo Dallas coming out of the ring and says we should all rise for the American National Anthem because he's fighting for the troops, he's fighting for the children, he's fighting for America, and as an American, we can't boo the National Anthem, so dick move. We come to find out that his opponent, oh shit, duh, it's a rematch. It's not Hayabusa, it's the dark side of Hayabusa. Bo's only offense is shitting the brick. Uh, Busa beats the shit out of him. Bobby gets in the ring with the title. Busa takes the title. Clocks Bo over the head. Oh, shit. That's a DQ. Fuck. Well, he got the moral victory. Mm. But not the title. Yes. Yeah. Um... But awesome, uh, obviously, surprise winner here. Everybody was like, oh, you know, it'll be Bo picking his own. It'll be some fucking stupid thing. But no, it really was somebody stepping up for the <laughs> challenge. And it was the return of the guy who he beat last, uh, you know, last pay-per-view at uh, Starcade. Uh, Darks out of Hayabusa, you know, the Kishin Liger to Hayabusa's um, Jujin. Um, I recognized the music. And I was like, wait a second. That's the dark side. Is it hate or is it no? No, that is dark side. So yeah, I had a whole run where I had high booster as his dark side person when he was in the Undertaker's little thing. So I remember that music very well. Um, holy shit, the dark side of high booster, awesome. I beast the shit out of him, but too much gets a little too focused on Bobby Heenan. Um, I'm surprised Bo Dallas kicked out out of the fucking uh, Falcon Arrow. Well, his foot was on the rope, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not lucky he kicked out. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just happened to be in the right place of the ring. But, uh, yeah, going out Tina and seemed to be the downfall, of course. You know, DQ finish allows the feud to continue, but it allows uh, Bodas's run to continue. Uh, but at the same time, saving face for the dark side of Ibuza, who kind of got a lot of revenge here tonight. This was a weird... A weird sort of... Uh, a weird <laughs> way to get heat. 
with American coming out, you know, praising America. Oh, let's play the national anthem. Oh, okay. Wait a second. We hate this guy. So, but we can't boo. You know, damn. Like, you know, it's one thing for you know, a foreigner to go, you know, oh, stupid America, and then you boo. But when it's American, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's different. You can't really boo it. Um, and that makes it worse. Uh, so, dark side of Hayabusa, you know, crazy, his crazy ass Japanese version of himself, uh, beats the fuck out of Bo Dallas, uh, but he gets DQ'd. Kind of makes sense because, you know, he's crazy right now. He's, you know, he's in his crazy state. Uh, so, it, it, it it's not quite as bad as uh, what me and Carl complained about a couple months ago with Arn Anderson. Uh, you know, this guy is, at the moment, whacked out of his mind. No clue what he's doing. He just wants to hurt people. Uh, so it's probably the this was like the best thing you could have done with the people involved in the match. Yeah. Uh, now it's uh, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. Well, not quite. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Not Cody, uh, Punk comes on the Tron and goes, "Yeah, um, uh, no, I'm not showing up at house pay per views because my going rate is ten thousand dollars. I'm a pay for performance guy. I got better things to do." You guys didn't pay me. Fuck you. I'm staying home. You can fight. You can fight somebody else. My manager, lawyer, will take care of it. So it's Rusev. Cody's like, oh, fuck this. Goes after Rusev, and he tries. He tries so hard. Almost gets the win. Rusev locks him in the accolade. Cody's knocked the fuck out. The referee's like, oh shit, and stops the match. <laughs> yeah. Um, this you get was... two fucks in one match. Yes, you do. Uh, Cody Rhodes somehow gets fucked twice. Uh, it's going to make a running joke now. Um, but, you know, I, I like this idea of CM Punk being like, you know, no, I ain't going to be on In Your House pay-per-views. Like, uh, fuck <laughs> off, Punk. Uh, you know, call, call it, get, you know. Um, and saying he's, backlash? He, I ain't going to Backlash. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's being like, uh, you know, the... Bro- I got both of a Backlash! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole thing... Um, with him basically saying paper appearance, kind of you know, playing on Club Prot Lesnar slash himself and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's yeah, uh, it, it, extra heat. Of course, he's not showing up is enough heat in itself. Uh, so great stuff there. But then he gets Rusev, who of course destroys him because he's Rusev, and uh, you know gets John Cena, gets destroyed and uh, left to be KO'd, and uh, yeah. Fuck Mother Russia, fuck CM Punk, and God damn it. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple things to say about this. Oh, I figured you would. <laughs> Number one, the Punk promo. Fucking brilliant. Hateable, but brilliant. Because in the middle he goes, I'm going to watch hockey. <laughs> Not I'm going to watch the rest of this pay-per-view. You know, No, I'm going to watch hockey. Everything just, that you hate about CM Punk rolled into ex- one. Just exact, just in that one line alone, which was just, I had to laugh. That was just brilliant. Uh, kind of fucky to you know to not to advertise a match and not do it. Although I guess we've all had cases where we've done that. I think I did that a couple of months back. So uh, you advertised like, the Paul Heyman promo. I didn't get it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you advertise a match and you gave a promo, so it's sort of a backward. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, fine, whatever. You know, I didn't think Punk versus Cody was going to happen on on this pay per view anyway. I thought you'd do something, uh, 
I know you well enough. So, so okay, we get Rusev. Oh, okay. And this is where I really have a problem because uh, I don't want to hear about Triple H jobbing out ever again. Like, ever. I don't want to hear about Triple H being a jobber. Cody Rhodes is the jobber of this fantasy. Uh, at least at the moment. Because he lost to Rusev. He was in the main event last month, and now he lost to Rusev. What the fuck are you doing with Cody Rhodes? <laughs> that, is where, that is where the heat is not on Rusev. The heat is on the booker. What the fuck are you doing with Cody Rhodes? Oh. You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> so, now after the match, JJ only gets on the phone. Or not on the phone. He gets on and he goes, okay, look. Punk's not here? Fuck him. He's showing up tomorrow night on Nitro, and he's going to fight Cody Rhodes. And if he doesn't, he's gone. He's gonna, fuck he's gonna. He's not fighting Cody Rhodes. He's going to quit, or he's going to do something. Like, <laughs> he's not showing up tomorrow. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dylan advertised it. Don't fuck with Dylan. <clears throat> then we get to the semi-main event of the evening, which is Ricky Steamboat versus Richie Steamboat. No disqualification, no holes barred, career-ending death match. That's pretty much what it was. Richie tried to kill him. In not so many words, he tried to fucking kill him. He tried electrocuting him, hitting him with kendo sticks, chairs, the ring bell, smacking his head on the concrete. He tried everything. Didn't work. Ricky, uh... At the end, beat the shit of him with a fucking chair, and one, two, three, that's it. Good triumphs over evil. Richie's gone. As of this moment, he's out of my sh- out of my company. He's gone. Done. Finished. <sighs> yeah, I called this in terms of the results, and I, I just thought it makes sense of, of, of both guys to... Well, no, actually, I think I, actually, I think I predicted the opposite. I think I predicted that you were going to get rid of Ricky. Never mind. Anyway, doesn't matter. I predicted it when the show started. I'm doing it going. Uh, right. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, the more I thought about it, it was kind of like, well, even though you've spent a year building this, this kid up, you know, it's Ricky Zimbo, which one are you going to keep? Um, but this was fucking brutal, just in every goddamn sense. I mean, straight from him getting jumped with the fucking lead pipe and then the fucking, or the baton, and then getting tasered, so, you know, you were going for your fucking prison house for all style thing here. Um, speaking of which... I figured you used the taser, I'm using a baton. Yeah, using the fucking... Uh, speaking of which, we get the fucking nightstick and everything else. Um, everything in the kitchen sink is used as... Uh, absolutely, the revenge is... You know, the, this blood feud was all taken out of this match. Um, and when it was finally over, Ricky stood tall, he beat the shit out of his son, got rid of him, and that's it. That's it for Richie Steamboat. Um, shocking in terms of the guy being gone. Um, but at the same time, what else could you do with him now that this story is over? He was really brought in to do the story, and now he's been defeated, and you can go to the Indies because I'm not employing him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this was. Probably the uh, this was the match that everybody paid for on this pay per view. Obviously, probably the match that they should have had at Starcade, all things considered. Although I understand because again, this is the match everybody paid for this pay per view for, and if it didn't have this, it would have it would have definitely lacked. Um, but yeah, this was a hell of a match, a hell of a, just a brutal, you know, war. Uh, I'm a little a little. Uh, I, I guess disappointed in, in Richie losing just because I, I kind of feel like you could have done more. I feel like you could have done more with that character moving on, but uh, I understand you brought him in to do this thing with uh, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat beat him, so 
you know, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a hell of a match. Match of the night. Match everybody paid to see. And we got, you know, a decisive winner. No bullshit. No fuck finish. No canceling of the match. Mm. Here you go. Here's the match. Rich, uh, Ricky wins. He's the man. He's then we the get, <laughs> then we get the main event, which is Wyndham versus Flair. And instead of it being a catch-as-catch-can match, no, it's a bloodbath. Because within two minutes, Flair's bleeding. Within five minutes, Wyndham's bleeding. Get powerbombed through the fucking table. Uh, knocked down through the fucking stage. Knocked into the cage. Knocked into the floor. Knocked into the ring. Wyndham just tried to kill him. It's fucking Flair. Can't beat Flair. Feet on the rope. One, two, three. Flair retains. Mm. Woo. Mm. So, yeah. Woo, woo. Uh, yeah, this was uh, classic, you know, Flair versus uh, Barry Windham uh, in terms of just straight the way them going, you know, just great wrestling. But then, of course, they're both getting busted open and they're just kind of devolving into a little bit of a brawl towards the end. I don't know, really, with Windham in control. Uh, some great counter offense here, uh, kind of showing that they both really know each other. Um, but in the end, Ric Flair, tight pull, of course. Ric Flair, day's play of the game. Makes sense. Just a vintage, classic, by-the-book Ric Flair title defense, which is what this was. Yeah, this uh, this was sort of a, just a, a uh, sort of the typical, you know, Ric Flair match. He gets busted open. There's some good wrestling. There's like an exposed buckle in there somewhere. Uh, both guys are just bleeding all over the place. Flair gets his ass kicked. Makes a guy who's fighting look like, look like a million bucks, but in the end, Flair gets the win. Uh, a good match, although I, th- I do think it kind of suffered from sort of what, in my opinion, I think mine uh, last month suffered from, where you, at least I never really thought Wyndham had a chance. So there wasn't really a moment where I'm like, oh, you know, Wyndham has it here. Like, the whole time I'm going, okay, Flair's going to win. You know, uh, so it, it kind of suffered from that, but it was a good match. Uh, it was, you know, typical Flair. Uh, and he continues his epic, probably record-breaking at this point, title reign. Yeah. And, yeah, we head on to Spring Stampede starting next week. Yay! Yeah, good shit, good shit. Okay, um, so with that said, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, maybe if I get a raw done during the week, we'll come on and do it uh, if people are free. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. All right. All right, I did have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all the bookers are here, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was just wondering, when, when did you guys want to do the uh, draft? We'll do it. Uh, well, I'm doing WrestleMania on April 5th. I, th- I, I, th- I figured after WrestleMania. So, because that's what we so usually yeah, do probably, probably the, the second week of April. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you for being on, guys, and I'll see you later. Okay. All right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.